Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about anemia. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com or in the hematology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Anemia is defined as a low concentration of hemoglobin in the blood. This is a consequence of an underlying disease and not a disease itself. An means without and emia refers to the blood. Hemoglobin is a protein found inside red blood cells. It's responsible for picking up oxygen from the lungs and transporting it to the body's cells. Iron is essential in creating hemoglobin and it forms part of its structure. The mean cell volume or MCV refers to the size of the red blood cells and it's highly relevant in anemic patients. The normal ranges are for women a hemoglobin of 120 to 165 grams per litre and a mean cell volume of 80 to 100 femtoliters. For men, the normal range is 130 to 180 grams per litre and again the same mean cell volume of 80 to 100 femtoliters. Let's talk about the causes of anemia. Anemia can be divided into three categories based on the mean cell volume. Microcytic anemia is where there's a low mean cell volume. Normocytic anemia is where there's a normal mean cell volume and macrocytic anemia is where there's a large mean cell volume. The mnemonic for remembering the causes of microcytic anemia where there's a low mean cell volume is TAILS. T for thalassemia, A for anemia of chronic disease, I for iron deficiency anemia, L for lead poisoning and S for sideroblastic anemia. Anemia of chronic disease often occurs with chronic kidney disease due to reduced production of erythropoietin by the kidneys and erythropoietin is the hormone responsible for stimulating red blood cell production. Treatment of this type of anemia is with erythropoietin to stimulate red blood cell production. For normocytic anemia, there are three A's, two H's and one M. A for acute blood loss, A for anemia of chronic disease, A for aplastic anemia, H for hemolytic anemia and H for hypothyroidism and the M is for myeloma. Macrocytic anemia can be megaloblastic or normoblastic. Megaloblastic anemia results from impaired DNA synthesis preventing the cells from dividing normally. Rather than dividing, the cells grow into large abnormal cells. Megaloblastic anemia is caused by B12 deficiency or folate deficiency. Normoblastic macrocytic anemia is caused by alcohol, reticulocytosis or a high proportion of reticulocytes in the blood, usually from hemolytic anemia or blood loss, hypothyroidism, liver disease and drugs such as azathioprine. 
Reticulocytosis refers to an increased concentration of reticulocytes, which are immature red blood cells. This happens when there's a rapid turnover of red blood cells, such as with hemolytic anemia or blood loss. Let's talk about the symptoms. There are many generic symptoms of anemia, such as tiredness, shortness of breath, headaches, dizziness, palpitations, and worsening of other conditions, such as angina, heart failure, or peripheral arterial disease. Symptoms that are specific to iron deficiency anemia include pica, which refers to dietary cravings for abnormal things, such as dirt or soil, and hair loss. Next, let's go through the signs. The generic signs of anemia include pale skin, conjunctival pallor, which is paleness to the red parts on the inside of the eyelid, tachycardia or a fast heart rate, and a raised respiratory rate. There are signs that are specific to the cause of anemia. For example, coilinicia, which refers to spoon-shaped nails, can indicate iron deficiency anemia. Angular chelitis, which is inflammation of the skin at the corners of the mouth, can indicate iron deficiency anemia. Atrophic glossitis, which is a smooth tongue due to atrophy of the papillae, can indicate iron deficiency anemia. Brittle hair and nails can indicate iron deficiency anemia. Jaundice or yellowing of the skin can indicate hemolytic anemia. Bone deformities can indicate thalassemia. And edema, hypertension and excoriations or scratches on the skin can indicate chronic kidney disease. Next let's talk about the investigations. Blood tests depend on the specific cause. Possible blood tests include a full blood count for anemia and the mean cell volume, reticulocyte count to indicate red blood cell production, a blood film for abnormal cells and cell inclusions, a renal profile for chronic kidney disease, liver function tests for liver disease and bilirubin, and the bilirubin will be raised in hemolysis, ferritin, which is the iron level, B12 and folate levels, intrinsic factor antibodies for pernicious anemia, thyroid function tests for hypothyroidism, celiac disease serology, for example anti-tissue transglutaminase antibodies or anti-TTG antibodies, myeloma screen, which would include a serum protein electrophoresis, haemoglobin electrophoresis for thalassemia and sickle cell disease and a direct Coombs test for autoimmune hemolytic anemia. A colonoscopy and esophago-gastroduodenoscopy or OGD are indicated for unexplained iron deficiency anemia to exclude gastrointestinal cancer as a source of bleeding. A bone marrow biopsy is indicated for unexplained anemia or possible hematological malignancy, for example leukemia or myeloma. So thanks for listening to this episode on anemia. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. 
And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll look in much more detail at iron deficiency anemia.